Hi, Carlos. Hey, George. Happy Sunday. I like doing this on Sundays. Sunday fun day. (laughs) (laughs) I had missed that. Yeah, right? Yeah. I had to bring it back. We haven't done that in like three episodes. It's literally the only sound effect on this entire like soundboard that makes any sense. I love it. I, I and if you, and it's all about the timing. Like if you're timing, if you drop that at right the specific moment it needs it, it's hilarious. It really is very very effective. Like welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> As opposed to oh, you know that one time when Wait, hold on guys. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, George, stop. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. <laughs> so fucking stupid (laughs) put the soundboard away uh yeah but we've um listen we started the day early at 8 a.m i coerced you into joining me for um this turkey trot prep yes that our gym has uh started to program on sundays and we ran we ran a lot we ran we did a two mile run um for time ish time ish because it was not no it was definitely max effort for me like it was max effort for me too i I wasn't concerned about the time i was just i wanted to get it done yeah yeah i just wanted to get it i wanted to see that i could still run two miles without my body falling apart correct that was the goal at least and we succeeded we, I mean, we listen. We're all in one piece. Yeah. My legs are definitely like feeling it right now. Oh, and it didn't end there. Well, there were sprints afterwards. Um, Danielle did a good job of programming this. I'm not doing the turkey trot for what it's worth. Me either. But I think that because <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. But I, um, I like the idea of um, having like a a running program like once a week to supplement all the other stuff that we do. Yeah, for um, sure. Like as a cardio day. I love cardio. I hate it, so but, <laughs> but I know that it's beneficial. You did good though. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. We it takes, did good. I mean, it we, takes a while for me to get like into it and get used to it, and you know, it was it was a thirty minute run for me, and the but first your sprints were super fast. Well, I mean, that's who I am. You know, that's George. That's I'm a sprinter. George is the sprinter. I'm a sprinter. Like I sprint. That's that's who I am. Okay. That's literally like I if there's a metaphor for my life, it's sprinting. Like a hundred percent effort in ten seconds or less. <laughs> <laughs> I will be with you. I will give you all of my attention and effort and all my maximum like full self for about 10, 30 seconds. And then thirty seconds of chill. And then I need a break. Just, yeah, and then it's like all right, it's then don't too talk much. to me. Yeah. This is too much. I, I need time to myself. Right. Okay. I'm here for another 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> I think that, I think that's balance. I think that's no, called, it's I think, no, it's not. It's really, it's literally the opposite of balance. It's like okay. swinging the pendulum in like opposite directions <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Like it's ridiculous. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Fair it's point. ridiculous. <laughs> it's completely like imbalanced. Yeah. But it, but I, I feel I feel fantastic. I I got home and I was like, I don't know. I have like all this energy now. There's yeah. definitely something that happens to me with like the, the the endorphins that get released when I run that I can't get anywhere else. Right. Um. So there's that. I mean, when I did, I know this because when I there was a time when I was 
doing a lot more, like a, a lot more intense training with the gym. And every, I think it was like every Friday morning, um, we would all get together at the tropical park track and we would do running sessions. And Nikki was the, she, she, she ran track in college and she was in yeah, charge. She's of, a good person for, for she that. was in charge of leading the runs and we would all get together and we would do these runs around the track. And I, th- I felt in that moment, like it was very, very difficult, but over time, like everything got better. Like all of my conditioning got better. Like my composition got better. Like my weight went down. Like, so there's a definite correlation and benefit to like running and running intervals and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to start implementing it more. That, that's for sure. Sunday, 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 8 a.m. Yeah. Sunday, 8 a.m. Let's do it. We and will we'll be there. And if you show up, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking coach. I mean, I'm a motivational, yeah. like, person and i think that everyone should get out there on their own but at the same time like i don't need it to be crowded right (laughs) (laughs) but sure if you show up like okay we'll do it we'll do it you put one foot in front of the other and you do do it it. fast faster to achieve two miles (laughs) you know what's really funny when i was doing my level one certification uh with crossfit uh, there was a moment where during one of the breakout sessions where we get together with that small group and one of the trainers is there kind of taking us through the movements yeah. and you know how they always engage you with like a, like a quick little like personal question or whatnot to try to like break the ice. Right. Um, so one of them was, Hey, so who here wants to be a coach? And in the group of 10 of us, like n- nine people raised their hand and the outlier was me. Of course. Um, and, at the time, the, I took the course because it's been something that I wanted to do just in general. And there was, I could think of moments in the past where I had wanted to be a coach, but I don't necessarily want to do that anymore. But I was um, I was active in the Team Soul podcast and they were talking, they would talk a lot about CrossFit as like, you know, as a sports methodology, as a competitive thing. And so I wanted to be able to speak to it, you know, with a little bit more um, expertise. So I thought it would be a benefit. And so I don't raise my hand when they ask who wants to be a coach. And instantly it was like, what? but why not? Mm. I'm like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not really interested in developing other people's fitness. I just want to further develop mine. Looking out for number one. And, and you can see like the trainer kind of receive it as, well, he's not wrong, but that's not kind of the spirit of community that we're trying to foster. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, that's legit. I'm like, yeah, I just am really curious about this method and I know how well it works. And I just kind of want to get like a, you know, a, a behind the scenes look. Right. I want to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting. And I just, and I'm a curious person and I had the time and, you know, the ability to do it. So I did it. And it's like, okay, well, okay, everybody. So everybody else Move who on. wants to be a coach, yeah, this yeah. is how you would teach this. Yeah. Except that guy over there. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm well, good. I'm here for myself. I'm bothered. <laughs> Unbothered. 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 Yeah, man. So um, we, right before we started recording, George and I had a funny, well, first of all, thank you for Starbucks. You're very welcome. He got me Starbucks and I, I, I texted him and I said, he said, text me your order. And I said, okay. So I texted him and I said, my venti black iced coffee with one reduced fat turkey bacon sandwich. And I put like a little face like, yeet, or whatever. What was that? Yeet. I don't yeah. know. Yeet. The, is that a yeet face? I don't, I don't think know. it's a yeet. I think yeet is excited. Is, okay. So 
Are we gonna? Do you want to talk about Yeet or do you want to talk about your your story? Well, the, just like, okay. So face. sidebar, Yeet, I have uncovered through like some very minor research on UrbanDictionary.com. Uh-huh. That is, it's kind of like the sound that you make when you're excited. So, but it's also like an adjective to describe excitement. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So if I, you see somebody like yeet, it's because they're excited about something. Got it. So yeah. I guess that was my intention behind the emoji that I used. I, f- I felt like your emoji was like, I feel bad about asking you for this, even though I had already prefaced the conversation by text me your order. I'm going to Starbucks. And you were like, okay. George knows me very well. That is exactly what I was feeling with that emoji. Like, oh, I feel bad asking. And then he shows up and he shows up with two reduced fat turkey bacon sandwiches for me. Why? Because that's my thing. And you knew that. And you knew that about me. Yeah. And you're like, I got you too because I know that's your thing. And I'm like, damn, you're good. And I'm like, but I feel bad. And Why did like, you feel bad? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, come on. I don't know. No, no, I, no. What do you mean you feel? What do you, I, I don't understand I, I, this I, about people. When you ask them something, how they feel, and they're like, I don't know. No, I, 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 I've, always, you know. I've always had issues having people do stuff for me. Okay. That's a thing yeah. for me. It's really, really. And, and it's really interesting because I'll have like these breakdowns because everything I do in my life, I'm getting pulled. That's how I always say I'm always getting pulled, you know, um, and, and, and it's, it, I'm always kind of needed, right? In the therapy world, in the music world, it's, it, I don't really, you know, the only place where I rely on others is in, in, is in the CrossFit community and I rely a lot on my coaches, but now I'm learning a lot about CrossFit. So now people ask me questions like during class and stuff like, stuff like that. So I always feel like I'm getting pulled. So I'm, the th- so I, I'm, I have a hard time receiving things from others and having people do do things for me i have a hard time with that but then at the same time i'll have like these meltdowns where i'm like oh my gosh like everybody needs something from me but who does anything for me like nobody's doing anything for me like what about me you know like i have needs too like i have moments of weakness i'm vulnerable sometimes you know Mm -hmm. and um and then but at the same time then somebody does something for me like you did something for me this morning and i'll be like oh i feel bad you know like i have a hard time but then but then i got past it and i just said you know what george i receive it thank you is giving gifts one of like your top three love languages uh, or gift receiving or gift giving or whatever the gift one is no it's not it's really low right it's really low yeah so that makes sense that you would have a hard time receiving it yeah yeah i, I i'm always very but at the same time, I want I want it. It's so weird. It's so but it's the thing so strange. Is if you don't express if that's not something if that's not a way a natural way for you to like, like give or receive like affection, um, then it would be it would make sense for you to have a hard time to receive it. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I mean, right? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As opposed to me, like natural, like it's it's high on my list, and so one of the ways that I usually express like affection. Um, for people is through that. It's like treating and giving and mm, yeah, yeah I see. not of like my time or of like my service, but of like actual shit. Like right, right. I'll Stop. buy you a coffee. I'll like right. here's a, I saw this t-shirt and I thought of you. Or I that's how I that's yeah yeah. And when people do that that for me, it does it does really feel special. I think what me specifically being an only child, not having much family in Miami, my parents living in another country, like I've always I've 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 always felt like I just I need to be self sufficient. I need to be completely on my own, and it's like subconsciously like I don't need anybody doing anything for me. I got this shit handled, and I'm human. You yeah. know, I'm human. You know when when I'm in my element. 
I am the boss of my element. I'm really good at everything I do, but I have moments of weakness just like everyone else. Sure. You I know, mean, and it's natural. and it's and it's hard. It's really hard, you know, sometimes, you know, because in the community if you're known as like the mental health guy, you know, then it's like you think twice before showing vulnerability. But then it's like, no, people understand. People get it because, you know, it, you know, doctors can really do a great job helping their patients, but sometimes they, they have a hard time helping themselves. So, well, know. it shouldn't fall. To, it shouldn't fall onto you to help yourself. Right. That's what I'm struggling. Like that's that's what I struggle with. Right. You You're know, right. like everyone needs help, including the people who provide the help. Exactly. Like it's why coaches usually make the worst. Like cannot coach themselves. Like you'll ask any one of those coaches that train people on a daily basis that you know they always rely on someone when they're in a mode like in a competitive mode they need to have somebody who programs for them because like they won't do it themselves like lewis has his own strength coach when danny was training he had somebody programming for him like and these are guys that they do this for a living right yeah exactly but they still have but they have somebody else help them out because when you become the person who needs the assistance you can't be your own personal expert right I mean, because I don't think you can be truly objective with yourself. You Having an outside perspective or, you know, eyes on you, they're going to see things that either you're blind to or you're unwilling to see. And I think the same holds true for, like, mental health stuff, emotional support and stuff like that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. And I, I, and I struggle with that. That's why, like, sometimes when I'm in difficult situations or when I'm in, like, sticky situations... You know, it's it's hard sometimes for me to kind of say, okay, wait a minute, like, this is how I want to react, this is how I should react, and I have a hard time, like, you know, uh, putting those two worlds together, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, just like anyone else, because then I, I punish myself saying, well, Carlos, you should know better, you know, that fatherly voice in my head that I get. I don't know, I don't know where it comes from or why, but I never... Well, because you do know... What you would tell someone coming to you with the issues that you're presenting. But, I mean, we're also, you're a human being and you're faulted for that very reason. And so it's, you know, when the emotions take over, even if it is for like a split second, um, you have to just kind of remind yourself how to pull yourself out of it. I'm sure you're way more capable of that than the average person, but... There's, I mean, it's good. You said something last week at the end of our, at the end of our um, episode and it's, and I never thought of it, but it's so true. And it's like this conversation that we have once a week together to me is like a reset. Yeah, it is. That's what it's become for me. Like I feel that we're able to just like help each other out. Um, and it's my, I mean, it's, it may sound super selfish, but I just really, I feel like I always feel lighter and better when we walk out. Of oh, here. absolutely. So and it's like resets everything. And our listeners feel that too, though. Like they meet with and us. We know. We, because we've had people, yeah. you know, walk up that and, and really like, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. You had, did you have encounter something? Uh, I mean, well, we both did. 
Wait, I'm trying to I'm trying to narrow down which I'm interaction. Not gonna, I'm not going to call the person out no, no, because no, no, I don't no, feel I like I do it. But like this person reached out to us, let us know that they love the podcast and it's been super helpful. Um, and it's just awesome. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Got it, got it. And so it's like you kind of know, but then to just get the same that to know that there's people out there feeling what we're feeling. It's like it's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it really is awesome. Yeah. It really is, and and uh, and and it's been the warm acceptance has been really cool. Like, oh, Carlos, you know, I didn't know this about you, or hey, when you mentioned, you know, that you struggle with this, or when George men- mentioned that he struggles with that, like, you know, I didn't think that that was something people spoke about, and that's really cool. And so it's, it's really, yeah, it's really nice. You know, it's really nice. Um, but yes, thank you for the coffee. You're very welcome. Yes. I'm glad it took me a while to receive it, but you did. Yeah, I receive it. So, um, you know, anytime you want to do it again, you know, I'm cool. Like, you know, I, I usually get like I need another fix around two o'clock. If you want, oh, you know, okay. yeah, wherever you're at, so I'll just really meet awesome you there. So there's this really awesome app called Uber Eats, <laughs> and I'll show you how to use it after the show. Oh, great, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Okay, education is power. Yeah, got it. I will teach you how to fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, and then, right before recording, we talked about fantasy football. <laughs> Well, and that was no, that was funny. Okay, wow, no. So I was so na- naturally, um, you know, I started the conversation like, oh, so what you got going on for the rest of the day? And so, Carlos, what do you have going on for the rest of the day? I'm going to a friend's house to watch the one o'clock fo- NFL football games. Okay. And so, like today's the 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 official season starts today. Yeah, I think the first game was Thursday night, but this is the first NFL football regular season Sunday. Okay. And and what we do is we we do the fantasy football draft, which I talked about a couple Uh episodes ago, and then a continuation of that tradition is we the the draft is just the guys, and today you know the family all the families get together and we go and we watch the games and eat and is there like a person who always hosts it because they have like the coolest house with the coolest TV. Well, or does it switch around, or do you go to a bar? It's no. Well, it used to be going to bars. Now, um, it's my friend, my friend Albert, one of my closest friends, and uh-huh. he always invites people over. He has a great house to invite yeah. people over, and and he's uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's he was my roommate when I first got divorced. He was my roommate, and then we both we called it we called our house the house of broken dreams. And then, and oh, then, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a great place to be. We we had a great time. We had a, we had a great we had a lot of fun. And Jesus then eventually Christ. he moved on, and I moved on, and he has two beautiful children, and 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 we're doing okay. But yeah, but uh, but that's where we meet. So that's what we're doing today. Okay. And then you started to explain to me what fantasy football was. You started to mansplain, mansplain. Oh my god, I feel like a me. piece of shit. <laughs> What is like, you know, because so fantasy football is this thing. And then so Carlos starts to go into the details about fantasy football because the presumption being that because I'm a homosexual, I don't understand football. That is not why. And nor do I understand the the intricacies and complexities <laughs> of fantasy football, um, which are both false. Because what you don't, what Carlos didn't know was that 
Um, AIDS, I thought what he, he, what happened was he started talking about fantasy football and he got super passionate about it and he started talking faster and he was like really into it and his hands were moving and I just dozed off. I literally just like closed my eyes, bowed my head and went. (laughs) And so then he was like, oh, George doesn't get it because he doesn't understand. So let me explain to him. Correct. Mansplain, mansplain. I had to tell Carlos, hey, you know, I get, I know what fantasy football is. Um, and the reason why I know it, what you didn't know is that because I'm a naturally curious person. So when there's people talking about things on a very large scale, which is like, that's part of like what you consider pop culture. Right. Um, and I don't know what it is. I'm like, Oh, I need to find out. So I went out and I found out what it was. And so I got it and I got, I understand like the nature of it and I'm still think it's fucking boring. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, what's funny is that I'm really bad at fantasy football. Like, I, I where's I, the humor in that? Well, I, I, I think it's hilarious because I'm in on my in my league. We've been in the league for 16 years. I'm one of two teams that has never won the championship, and the reason why is because I really put little effort and thought into it. I don't do the strategy thing. I don't think about like, oh, this running back is going against this defense this week, and their secondary is this, and the coach is that, and the coach, you know, is going through a rough divorce so who knows maybe the team that'll affect the way the team is performing and like i you know i don't i just look at the espn espn app and if it tells me if the guy's gonna do good i start him that's it and i don't look again and i don't really care i don't even realize i don't even think i know who's on my team right now like i like i haven't revisited that since the draft but i i I didn't mean to to mansplain. I just I've I tried know. to explain fantasy football to people before, and they they what I I feel like what they have a hard time uh, grasping is that you gain points on in the internet world, right? Dependent on the real life performance of these players. Did you ever you play know? Dungeons and Dragons? Never, because that's what this sounds like. I yeah it it definitely fan, there's definitely the fantasy football nerds geeks and geeking out absolutely it's you know I there's wow okay let me organize my thoughts organize your a thoughts. Couple thoughts wait bring bring there the, is bring the mic a little closer to you oh there, so there are I like the idea of like straight guys playing pretend it's. I think it's. I find it heartwarming. You do, yeah. And okay. it's and it's humanizing um, of like a group of people that are usually just devoid of feeling, generally speaking. Okay, right? You know, because the straight macho man is like, I don't feel. But then they're like spending like countless amount of time and effort, like looking to see what this is going to do in order for them to like have this like a pretend team, and so that they could like fulfill. They have like, it's almost like wish fulfillment, like. Guys play fantasy football the way that girls and gays watch the Real Housewives of whatever, whatever. Where it's like lifestyles of the rich and famous. Like you get to you get to like kind of live out and see what like these people are wearing and where they're living and where they're traveling to and what they're doing. And you you know someone may come in and look that look at that and they're like this is ridiculous. Like this is so fucking stupid. Like people who like shit on the Kardashians. Like oh that's fucking stupid. They're so ridiculous. And yet it's wish fulfillment. Like you're watching something or you're being a part of something just by just by observing it right um and you get something from that clearly there's a huge draw in this because you feel like you got something out of it and maybe like okay maybe like your 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 oh my god your fantasy football league (laughs) is like has a big pot of money that you win and maybe that's like 
I feel like that's kind of the the carrot that everybody says they want. And sure, everybody wants money. But I feel like you definitely get more satisfaction out of the feeling of like winning that winning week the, and the team and and the and the trash talking and all of the and the culture that has that has like has grown out of that particular activity right i think it's cute I, well it is it's I, super cute i think 100% i everything you said is absolutely correct and 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 as you're speaking i'm it's i'm making sense out of things in my own head because like, the oh, only reason your running back did good. Yeah, yay, I win. Oh. No, and and because see, see, the, my I guess my mental fortitude grants me this. Well, it's kind of like a curse and a blessing at the same time. Because I'm the guy that it, when when somebody in my fantasy football league says, "Hey, man, I fucking kicked your ass this week, bro. Your team fucking blew it," and I'm the guy that goes, "Okay, you realize that you and I are not actually on the field playing, right?" So I, I'm the guy that takes the fun out of the fantasy That's why we're football. Friends. Yeah. That, that, so it yeah. Be, and and the thing yeah. is, I don't need that sense of competition because we go to CrossFit six days a week, so we have that sense of competition yes. with others, with ourselves, and I don't need to get it through a virtual system like fantasy football and the reason i do it to be honest with you is all for the draft because if if i don't go to the fantasy football draft there are guys there that if if i don't go to the draft i will never see them like that is the one time a year that i see them and then there's other times like most of the guys i see throughout the year but it's more of that tradition but that's why i was telling you before we started recording like i don't even like i haven't even looked at my team like i'm probably not even gonna like look at it by the time the first game starts so then people are like oh my god why did you start that guy i'm like i don't even i didn't realize that guy was even on my team like okay cool yeah it's more of like that tradition part but you're absolutely right because i don't get that emotion like my team won this week whoa hey what the fuck hey man i beat you bro fucking kicked your ass you know like i don't have that did you ever have myspace i had myspace yes did you ever like get involved in those like virtual myspace games where it's like I don't know. There was one that w- I just remember one was like about like a crime family or a mafia family. And you had to, you started like a hustler on the street and then you started to develop your own, you had to like develop your own network of people. And then you basically amassed like large quantities of cash. And if you had a very good network, like if you were offline sleeping over the course of the time that you would come back online, like your network was working and you would see like all this money in like your virtual account. And then you could like acquire more and more like, uh, things to arm your people so you can get like cars and guns and tanks and this and, and property and and then you could like lot whatever it was i had no idea this existed it's very that it's very like virtual i had no idea was, that was a thing it was like it, it, it's it, that's what it reminds me that's what this reminds me of like trying to like it's wish fulfillment virtual like uh, kind of like feeling like I don't know, like getting feelings of like, like those dopamine hits of like success. Right. That's um, what it is. Which really don't are, you know, are worthless other than that little moment of like, yes, my MySpace gangster account is kicking ass. (laughs) Well, I, I, I I don't, (laughs) I don't, Uh, I I saw a Twitter, I saw a Twitter, a tweet on Twitter. Um, where it's like it would be really cool if you could go to someone's Twitter page and there would be music playing and the response was there's finally a generation that doesn't know my <laughs> Exactly, I saw that. 
and I'm like, remember how big of a deal it was, like, oh, to man. decorate your MySpace page? With and- it was code. You had to you basically use code to to do it. You yes. had to like, yeah, you had to like get the these songs. codes, and and you had to like copy and paste it, and 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 then hopefully when the page refreshed, it looked the way you wanted to look. Yeah, remember the big deal when you would change your top ten. Like, bro, why am I not in your top eight? Oh, that's right, dude. I forgot about the top ten. <laughs> or whatever it how was. How is that, ba- how is that configured? You chose it. Oh, my gosh, you had you're to right. Cho- you had to choose who was in your top eight, and it was, like, a big deal. Like, you always had to have your, like, okay, first of all, Tom was always there in the beginning. Right. So everyone knew that, like, he was always there. So you had seven slots. And if you had a significant other, you better make sure that that person was next to Tom. Right. And then it's like, then it's like you have six slots to organize. And you chose it, man. And you had to choose it. And everybody knew that. And even if you tried to pretend like you weren't that into it, you knew you were. Oh, my goodness. Dude, this is like, uh, I, I totally forgot about the whole MySpace <laughs> thing. Wow. That was 20 years. I mean, that's like almost 20 years ago. Can you believe? Do you ever? I, I, ran, I run into this a lot where I can't believe like. Number one, like especially playing music, there's been a cycle. So I, I in, in the bands I play, I when I when I go play, I play covers because yes. I, I, it's strictly entertainment. You know, I'm not out trying to be a big rock star. I'm just it's strictly entertainment. So I play covers, and I can't believe that enough time has gone by that the old stuff is cool again. And that's like where I'm at. Like I'll play I'll play Sublime, and there's like this. 22 year old like jamming to it and i'm like you play santeria i play what i got uh-huh. i play bad bad fish uh-huh. and santeria okay. and like people but like i'm talking i'm like i'm looking at them and i'm like i'm doing as i'm singing as i'm li- i'm literally playing guitar and singing this song i'm looking at these people and i'm doing the math in my head and i'm going oh you were you weren't born when this song came out well i mean if you, you know? think about it like Pop wait, culture. Wait. Res- Do it like a little, a little adjustment. Try to lift what? the mic up a little bit. Am I here? Better. Yeah. Perfect. So when if you pop cycle, pop culture usually recycles every twenty years. Okay, that so makes sense. There's like a twenty year cycle to it. Maybe it's kind of a little bit like closer together in recent history because of information or whatever. But for the most part, there's like there's i mean there's decades there's era decades so we talk about the 70s 80s and 90s um as being decades but for the most part usually you'll see things like go through like these like 20 year cycles like stylistically especially which is why like in the 90s a lot of things look like the 70s um and now again things that look a lot of like that again because yeah, 20- now the 90s is coming back correct so it's like a 20 year, it takes about 20 years for things to like reintroduce themselves into pop culture which makes sense because it's kind of like a person who's born in that era you know 20 years later it the people who um come up behind them takes them that long to feel like oh it's new and it's for them it's retro you know so like a vintage car usually is 20 years or older and so for them this is vintage but for us it was like our era so like when i was in going into high school um 
grunge was really really big and it drew a lot of inspiration from the 1970s um particularly like hippie culture and like woodstock and all that stuff and so, like fashion wise and so my mom like was dropping me off at school and like all the girls were wearing like bell bottoms and platform shoes and clogs and like that's kind of the that was the vibe and my mom was like oh my god all the stuff that i wore 20 years ago they're is, wearing they're wearing now and i thought that was so hot and i was I think like that's so hot, I, it's, um, it's just it was just that's just the time that it was right and sure enough like 10 years later it was the 1980s all over again like in the 2000s like when we were all like being hipsters and dancing to like lcd sound system and all those like kind of like euro punky like bands that were also like pop like cut copy it drew a lot of like from that 80s synth new wave like depeche mode style of things and stylistically like everything was like t-shirts and jeans and converse were everywhere all over again it was like the 1980s all over again and, and that it, was 10 it, 15 years ago well it's funny because when we would the days that we would play at the bar in coral gables uh-huh. The days that we would play inside, we as a band uh, were like, you know what? Let's start reintroducing 80s stuff. You know, let's just do it. And we played like Information Society and we played like Tears for Fears. Just Journey. Remember Journey had like a huge comeback. But guess what? We would play those songs and nobody gave a shit. Like it was silence. It was super awkward. And we're like, okay. And then now... So this is 2009. Ten years later, 2019. Now... 80% 80% of our set list is 80s stuff. And it's like the same songs we tried 10 years ago we're playing now. And it's and people are like, yeah, dude, that's that's that, that band, Tears for Fears. Oh, I love the ooh, yeah. In Excess. I love them. And I'm like, I think and I look at my bandmates and I'm like, I can't believe that, you know, 10 years ago, nobody cared about us playing these songs. And now it's like uh, everyone's going nuts. It's that trickle down effect of like like cool culture it usually starts very niche at a very at a, at a level that's like kind of like young and then the young people age right and they carry it with them right and so and then it becomes like more acceptable and then it becomes for the masses i see um okay and so, so that and then and then the fashion part I, mm-hmm. I like so right now if if 20 years cycles then we're in the 90s fashion is ending theoretically it's 2019 20 years ago was 1999 right like we're heading into y2k okay oh, like fuck. i just created oh a playlist God. called the hot oh. Ot bops because the aughts are like the years of 2000 to 2010 it's called can you promote your playlists like can you put them on the moaka media instagram sure. georgie's playlists are so good guys yeah. seriously please he puts a lot of work and thought into it and you could tell I love I'm, I'm that's all I'm playing all your playlists are all I play in my car right now they're all retro like they're it's amazing just, there's a 70s and 80s there's a 90s which I, I need to like edit the 90s one when I talk to you about that mm. but I just created like an aughts playlist which is all hits from 2000 to 2010 and it was it's it just it's it was just it's crazy to think that that was like you know between 10 and 20 years ago I can't believe it I mean, we're going into 20... It's going to be 2020. I can't believe it, You have people that are born in this millennium that are going to be 20 years old. Oh, my God, dude. That's insane to me. I mean, in my head, like, I think 20 years ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 1980. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, I had somebody somebody yesterday at my show say, hey, man, you know, if if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? And I'm like, well, I'm 40. And and it was one of the best moments. They're like, man, like, honestly, I want to... 
I don't I didn't know how to take it, but they're like, I want to be like you when I'm 40, dude. Like, I really want to be just like you when I'm 40. That's what the guy told me. And I was like, you just you should receive it. I, I you know what? I received it. I said I, I, it, my initial thought was, oh, fuck, I'm old. But no, but it lasted. I would say if we talk about frequency, duration and intensity, which is how I gauge a lot of like emotional and reactions and thoughts. Um, you know, I'll say I, I, I'll say like in a split second, I was over it. And I said, you know what? It's my reality. I receive it. Yeah. You know, it's cool. You know, and uh, but but I can't believe it that I'm at that point in my life. And it's like 2020. So what if if so if fashion, let's uh, fashion cycles every 20 years. I can't remember what people wore. What were people wearing in Y2K? Um, so it was this weird. There was. I would say there was a couple of different stylistic genres that were particularly like popular depending on depending on kind of like what your cultural scene was, right? So in that time like so there was the rise of a lot of like urban brands um, and like hip hop culture became very very popular, so things were like very oversized. Um, like Tommy Hilfiger did a whole line that was considered that was like hip hop influenced. There was like was it the Jenko like, jeans? Was no, that Jenko is more like I would say Jenko is definitely more like skatery and more like uh, I would say like goth punk. Okay, but it is there is definitely some. I would say there's crossover, right? Okay. Um, so did you ever see the movie the Gus Van Sant movie called Kids? Yes. So everything was baggy. Everything was big. Everything was covered. And like, and the, and for females, it was like crop top with like baggy jeans. Um, things that you, you kind of see look. now, you know, yeah. like Doc Martens were like the look and Doc Martens were like popular both in like, you know, skater, like, um, like grunge culture as well as hip hop culture. Like there's like a lot of images of like a bunch of different and like, like people, um, wearing them of in, in all different ways. Um, there was a really, there's a super popular stylist. Her name was like, I think it's Missy Hilton. I'm probably getting it wrong, but she was like one of the first like big stylists like in the hip hop scene. She worked with like Little Kim and created a lot of those looks that are like being copycatted now all over again. Hmm, interesting. Um, and what it just kind of like it was like, what was your scene? And that's what you dressed like. I mean, it's kind of the same thing now. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, of course. And so, you know, people wore like there was like the super like there was like that whole um, what was like the Marilyn Manson look? It was a goth. Yeah, goth. goth. People did all that stuff. Um, and like what you would see on when you would see like on runways and being presented by like, you know, the fashion designers, it just exhibited all of that. Like you had grunge culture, you had like hip hop influences. It was basically the streets. It was the first time that the streets were like, I feel like playing a part in what people wanted to dress like, mm, you know, but then, you know, you know, guys were like weird oversized, like Everything, everything was over. I feel like a lot, so much of it was oversized, like baggy, sh like dress shirts. Well, let me tell you, I, I came across a video. It was the first talent show that I played at FIU. It was in 1999. Uh -huh. And I can, I can't get over it. How baggy my jeans were like they opened up so wide at the bottom did you have silver tab levi's jeans yes yeah, i did yeah I, and, and i think that's what they were probably yeah. and a super baggy shirt 
and it was I I didn't even well I didn't it was twenty years ago so maybe I, I didn't recognize myself because of that but also because I'm like my gosh like now my style my is so different and it's more fit and more like I guess also uh, form fitting like it's a little fitted bit, to the body yeah. yeah so I I'm like man like that's that's just crazy so my question here's the the thing I struggle with were, with fashion were you, ever, were you ever the guy that wore like two polo shirts with a pop collar like that was like a big thing between like I'd say two thousand and five. Mm. 2010. No, no, I didn't do you that. You didn't do that. I did, How I much Abercrombie did, did you have in your closet at any given Abercrombie time? Abercrombie never fit me. I'm uh, that I was always there's same. they don't make sizes for me. No, same. No, I mean now I'm too old for Abercrombie, but at the time I would go and I'd, I'd walk into the store and I'd smell that awesome scent and I'd look at the 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 models and I'm like, okay, I definitely don't look like those guys. But the and ones then, that wear their and, jeans and, over and, their head right. because they're butt naked and all the ads. Right, exactly. Thank you for that, yeah. Bruce Weber. By the way, Bruce Weber was like the the photographer <laughs> who created that entire campaign and look of like the perfect like models with like with the clothes that just were hanging off of them but never like wearing them them. yeah (sighs) well i I, you know i mean yes i could see how you're grateful for that yeah um i was just more like okay i'm not gonna i don't look like those guys but i'm gonna find clothes that fit me nope nope i would just put it was like this is your extra large like i I remember putting on like an extra large polo and i'm like I'm like, this is, no, this is, I, I go, this is labeled wrong. I think you might <laughs> want to take this back to the manufacturer. This is, no, because the 2000s is when the European sizes started filtering into the United States. So that's when, that's when I remember going to like Express and being like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a large and they bring a large and it's like, and I'm like, um, no, seriously, this is really wrong. Do you have XXL? No. And they would look at that judgy look like. No, we don't have double XL. We don't here. make it in that size. We don't make it in that size. Macy's go. is right over there. And I'm like, okay, you well. JC Penny. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, fuck off then. Fuck you. You don't get my money. Bye. So bitter. But I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> so here's my question yeah. about fashion. Okay. Uh, this is what I, now, if, like, I know there's staples. Like, I'm never going to get rid of my Doc Martens. And by the way, we're entering fall. And I, I know. Can't I already wore them, them once. I've worn them once already. Yeah? Yeah. I can't. Uh, so, Vans, I already... We, okay. Th- we, yeah. So, there's a lot of things that I'm just like... Oh, but now, if it's something that we were alive for and we experienced our youth wearing these clothes, does it make it okay to wear that fashion again now? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Okay. I think you can wear, honestly, a person can literally wear like whatever they want. Okay. Honestly, I don't have the, I don't have rules when it comes to, to like what a person should or should not wear or could, can or cannot. I don't use those words when I'm applying, when I'm thinking about, um, fashion and what I wear. Um, and I also don't, for, the, for the, me, it's like, what do I want? What do I, what do I feel comfortable in? What do I want to look like? What am I drawn to? And I just kind of start with that, you know? I mean, there's always going to be like, there's certain events that call for certain things to wear. And so based on that, then there are there should and shouldn't and can and cannot. Well, not can and cannot because you can always wear whatever the fuck you want, but you're just going to be like out of the, you know, the dress prompt. Like if you get invited to like a black tie wedding, you're supposed to wear a black tie. Right. And there are rules around that. And it's, there's, and there's places you can find, there's a lot of information and there's really like a lot of, there's a lot of leeway now, more so now than there was in the past. But when it comes to like your everyday style, like, you should kind of 
I think you sh- things you should a person should like lean into are the things that they what they put it when they put it on they feel like their most confident self. Like, have you ever worn something and you look in the mirror and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna get this shit. I'm gonna get this money. I'm gonna get this gig. I'm gonna like, you know, I feel really good about myself." Have you ever felt that? I feel like it's everybody a, it's, at one it's point. It's a struggle point. It's a struggle point for me. I, I, I'm, I've never been one to. You've never put on something and been like, yes. The mm, really, I, I don't experience that very often. I, I but it's I, a yes I, or no question. Have you ever? Yes. Yes. Okay. I so have. then, then can you recall my wedding day with, with Lauren? Like when I, I remember like putting on like my suit and I was like. Damn, I'm like I would marry me. That's the feeling Absolutely. that when I'm helping people get dressed, that's the feeling that I want to um get back to. You know? It's like can you think of a time in your life when you've put something on and you were like, "Fuck, yes." That's the feeling that you want to kind of have. Right. You know? And so you find clothes that make you feel I mean, not everything obviously is gonna make you good look and good look and feel as good and confident as a fucking tuxedo or a suit, because that's a very specific kind of thing and not every occasion calls for that. But you can buy you can find things and you can wear things that make you feel good about Sorry guys, technical difficulty, we're back. Okay, so what I was saying was like when I when I'm tr- when it's about understanding about how things look on your body just because you like the way something looks or that you like what you see like in a magazine um not necessarily is going like that that exact thing is, may not look the same on you as it does on the model that's modeling it right right like right. there's certain like I understand how somebody may want to wear like low slung very very skinny skinny jeans but you know I do not have skinny skinny legs so you know, skinny jeans are not going to fit me the way they fit the person who has, you know, toothpicks for legs. Has legs, right. You know, and I'm also not a six foot three model with, you know, with no hips and no ass, hmm. you know, like right. most European models are. Right. It's just not my look. So there's certain things that look better. Like, even though stylistically, I'm like, wow, that guy in that like really light tan slim cut suit with the high ankles and the loafers looks so amazing. And then I go to the store and I buy and I put on that suit and I look like un tamal mal envuelto, you know, or like a, a poorly wrapped burrito for our non, you know, like a lumpy fucking burrito. You know, because sometimes you get a burrito and it's like, it's a perfect burrito. And sometimes you get a burrito that's like overstuffed. And it's like, so that's what I look like, an overstuffed burrito. And so then it's like, it's not the, it's not the suit's fault. Right. You know, and it's not my fault. It's just like those, you know, it's not, that thing is not cut for me. So the question that I, the, the issue that I have is like, this is the look that I want. Let me find something that is going to get me to that feeling, you know, cause first of all, it's like, I'm not going to manipulate, I'm not going to be able to manipulate my body into being something that it's not, you know, right. I'm never going to not have these legs. I'm never not going to have that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Even at my slimmest, 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 I was always like somebody that had to wear something that was a little wider cut. Just, that's just the, that's the, my, that's just my composition. That's my anatomy. 
The and, end. Uh, and that's that's what I've had to surpass. That's the been end. my struggle. My struggle has been, okay, well, I think the way I get past this is I have to reach a level of acceptance of what my body type is. And I think that's always that's got, that has to be the first step, because, yeah. you know, if uh, if you know, if I'm if I'm trying to, you know, look if I'm trying to be like real thin, like someone like, I don't know, like a David Beckham or like, uh, you know, then then I'm really setting myself up, to, you know, to be disappointed with how I look in certain clothes because, you know, I, I've had to, you know, uh, I, I have to. It, yeah, I'm disappointed because I'm like, that's just not I'm never going to look like that. And but then if I start pointing. So what I've been doing is pointing my attention more to, uh, I guess, fashion uh, icons or whatever or celebrities uh, that have more my body type. Yeah, you know, guys that are bigger, that are that are you know maybe stockier and stronger, right? And then I and then I see them wear certain clothes, and I'm like, okay, that I can pull off. There's certain th- funny things like so. There's the way that we work out, um, kind of like helps promote like our body type, and so we're only gonna get stronger, which means we're only gonna be denser. Like we're never gonna be like we're just not gonna be very very slim people um and so when you see guys that you know are at the very top top of a like the what crossfit like what elite crossfit training does to the body is kind of magic like these guys look like fucking specimens um and you've seen them at like the competitions you've watched them on tv like these guys are like shredded and ripped and like they look super fit and and they're strong and you can tell they're strong and you know like they're walking around shirtless and it's like no issue and it's kind of like the way you want to look but you put clothes on those guys or you put like a long sleeve shirt and a, or a suit and all of a sudden all of that stuff that like appeal goes right the fuck out the window because they look <laughs> terrible. Really? Because clothes are not meant to be worn by clothes aren't cut by most people for those kind of body right, types. Right for those body types. Got you it. You know, yeah. so CrossFit is kind of a thing that like it's you look good naked, and I think most people would rather look good naked than in clothes. Sure. Um, ultimately. Sure. But because like you know you got guys that like look like. You know, like Leonardo DiCaprio can probably wear whatever the fuck he wants, but you take his shirt off and he looks like Play Doh, you know? (laughs) Like uncooked fucking pizza dough. Right, exactly. Just, yeah. I mean, he's got a great face, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the dad bod. Yeah. Um, And so, like, it's easy to, like, cover things up a lot with clothes. And um, ultimately, like, it really is about, like, finding things that fit you right. Don't even worry about the size. Like, honestly, like I have a ton of sizes in my closet and yes, like there's a part of my ego that really enjoys getting into things that are smaller because I feel like smaller is better. I think that's just the conditioning that we've been had. Yes. But ultimately like when something, when I put on something and it fits and I like the way it fits and I feel good about the way that I look like that feeling is the feeling that I always am going for Hmm. in like everything. And yeah, well, I, I, and I, 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 that's, I, I, you're really helping me by what you're saying. Cause like I'm processing everything you're saying and I'm realizing all the things that, you know, I had, um, a really big breakthrough this week. Um, a couple, I would say five years ago, uh, my wife, my wife, Lauren made a video, uh, like a, you know, collage type video with music in the background and everything. And, um, I've been struggling with a couple things. I have my hands full. I have my hands in a lot of things and, and I realized that I haven't been spending quality time with, with Lauren, with the kids. Um, so I was struggling with that point. And then I have the, the, 
distorted self image thing, thing that I'm, I'm str- that I struggle with. Right. So I'm, uh, she put on this video, she was going down memory lane. She was like trying to like, uh, I guess consolidate pictures and getting them organized and stuff. And she puts on this video and, and I was just then able to see and acknowledge how much my body has changed in the last three years. Cause all these pictures, my face was so round, the clothes that I was wearing just weren't form fitting. They, they weren't suiting me, you know? And so watching that video did two things. Number one, I said, okay, wait, I got to slow down and spend more time with my family and kind of compartmentalize things a little bit better. Uh, my time management is working, but I have to do that. And number two, I'm like, okay, you know what? I have made progress. You know, I have made progress. So, um, I need to, and I need to just wear my clothes more confidently. I want to achieve that feeling that you're describing when I put, you know, certain clothes on or, you know, I want to, whatever it is you're describing, I want it. I want to achieve that. That's going to be like a goal. That's fine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you have to overthink it. You know, I don't, I, there's, there's a, a term that people um, who follow fashion a lot use and it's effortless as being a goal. Okay. You want to look effortless. You don't want to look like you're trying too hard. In the same way right. that we're like, when, when it's the same way that, that we talked sense. about like people who try too hard are, you know, not cool. They, yeah. They come in hot. Yeah. yeah. So if you look like you're trying too hard, you're instantly not cool. Right. You know? And so the less fussy you look, the more effortless it's people are like, Oh, it's not that you don't care because you do care, but you also like, you're confident in what you're wearing because you know, it looks good on you because you feel good. Right. You know, and there's certain things that I think are tried and true. Like for you, like the black t-shirt, blue jeans and cool shoes. Like that's something that I love works. That. And you know, be having that as something that is a, like a reliable place to be. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, you know, there's certain, I am very much in that realm. I don't wear jeans as much anymore because I find them to be uncomfortable. But, like, I will wear, like, I'll wear, like, a black t-shirt and, like, some kind of, like, athleisure short and, like, a funky shoe. Um, and love that. And you pull that. it off. Yeah. And love that. And you make it look effortless. Yeah. Do you but have- I also, like, like today I'm wearing, like, boat shoes and I love these too. So, yeah, those it's are not, awesome. like, I don't get stuck in. I always, the, my thing is, like, I like to take things that are, like, people, like, that are familiar. But something about them is is like a twist or an edge right to them. Like this boat shoe has like graffiti things on him or like I'll do something in a color that you're not used to seeing mm. as to like separate it. Like I have those converse, but they're clear. Right. You know, uh, it's, yeah. like my cut, my vans are checkered, but they have Snoopy on them. Yeah. So, so like it's always something. like a little, a little bit of, I like the twist of things that the unexpected detail that makes it a little bit different. That's kind of the thing that I'm kind of, those are the details that I'm attracted to something familiar, but there's like a little edge, something, there's like a little something. I like Mm -hmm. that. And how do you, do you think that tattoos serve as that twist? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have found I have found that like sometimes I'll wear something and people will be like, you know, they, they've commented like, oh, you can pull that off because you're like that tattooed guy. You know, you're the tattooed guy. So, of course, you could wear that. I mean, you it know? looks great. I mean, a you black know? t-shirt looks amazing with tattoos. Right. So that's so I've gotten that before. Um, do you have any fashion regrets? 
Um, something you felt great in the moment wearing, and then you look back and you're like, oh my no, god. I would regret not being more daring as a younger person. I think when you're young, and I use the word young as like from like 15 to 25, right? Okay. Um, not being more bold and more like more bold and more wild in my decisions. Okay. As a, because there's what I feel held like, you back. Uh, because I mean, you. I wouldn't picture of, you as somebody who would hold I mean, back. I grew up in a in a, in a traditional home where th- there were certain things that you you had to be appropriate. Okay. And so there was a level of appropriateness, and also like I was also trying at the same time to like you know get laid, and guys, <laughs> and you know in gay culture there's certain aesthetics that just rise um, higher and looks that look better, and I've always been definitely more on the artistic side of it, and those guys don't get as much play as like you, you know typically like masculine sporto like hot dudes same as, i mean it's the same the truth is the same thing happens in the straight world too right um so yeah that's what I, there was like i have um i have a pair of um like neon green adidas tearaway track pants mm-hmm. that i bought when i was 20 they, they still hang in my closet yeah, I've never gotten rid of them. And David's like, you're never, ever going to wear these ever again. And I'm like, I'm never, ever going to give them up. You're like, I'm waiting for the 20 year mark. I Hello? don't know that I can pull off. Hello? Like, rave culture was very big in like the 2000s. Oh, yeah, that's and right. So there was a lot of like, bri- that's like the Jinko thing. Right. There's a lot of like candy raver things. It was like neon and a lot of bracelets and metallics. And Y2K fashion was also like the beginning of the, the birth of the net. And so things were like, uh, uh, holographic or reflective and everything was like you know you would go to uh, you would go to urban outfitters and everything was like steely gray and like re- like pants with like reflective gear on them everything look, almost looked like a fucking traffic cone you know <laughs> or like stuff like that right you know that now you would probably give to somebody like on a chain gang um because you don't want to get more <laughs> But that was like kind of the vibe, you know, and it was like chunky and, you know, kind of like that. Like, and like, remember when like guys had like bleach tips, you know, oh, you the bleach bleached tips. tips? Yes. So there's like, so there's things that you people wore and there's things that people like did to modify their body. So like guys were bleaching their hair. I had a bunch of piercings. I had a bu- I had I the had, top ear, the, 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 yes. the cartilage piercing. Uh-huh. And I had two uh, regular holes on my left, one on my right. And yeah. I had the frosted tips at one point yes. in the year 2000. Yeah. It was actually in the year 2000. I had frosted tips. Yeah. Totally that. Okay. I did bleach my hair once. And it was like that for about 24 hours. And it's really the only regret that I have. I bought one of those um, hair dye kits from from the drugstore. Uh-huh. And it's a brand called Feria. And it was like the one, it was the one box that had a guy's head on it. And the guy's head had like blondish white hair, like platinum blonde hair. Uh And I was like, okay, that's, this kit is going to get me that hair. Mind you, I have cucaracha brown, I have cockroach brown hair. Cucaracha. Brown, (laughs) brown as fuck hair. Brown, brown. Brown. And the thing what happens when you start bleaching brown hair is it doesn't turn white. It turns orange and then it turns (laughs) yellow and then it just gets yellow. Just like piss and yellow. And then it falls out. 
<laughs> falls. What? Because what happens is you you do it once and then you do it need to do it again. But what they don't tell you on the box is that you need to wait a certain amount of time. Like usually it's like I don't know whatever a week. And if you're a stylist, then you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I didn't wait a week. I waited like thirty minutes and I dyed oh, my and I bleached my no. hair like four times and like. Oh my God, George! We're fine. Oh, and no. so what? So so what happened was the root of my head was white, and then about a half inch above it, it was like light yellow, and then it went from white to light yellow to yellow to orange to red because the tip of my hair was so damaged that it wasn't taking any more color. So my hair had like this like ombre fire Crayola. It was so fucking bad that my parents laughed in my face. I I think I would have laughed too. Sorry. Yes. Everyone, <laughs> I wore a hat. So I was, I'm, I've already graduated high school. I'm like in college. I'm at Miami Dade. And I get, I go to sleep like that. And I'm like, fuck, let me see if it's better in the morning. It was not better in the morning. <laughs> you looked at your pillow and all you saw was hair. Me, it was terrible. I was like, oh my fucking God. So I like woke up. I like got myself ready. I like ran to, I, 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 we didn't have cell phones back then. <clears throat> but like I sent my friend like a beeper code message. Nine one one. Like nine one one. She called me. I was like, you need to meet me in front of like the building and I need to go to your house and I need to fix something that I did to myself. And she's like, What the fuck is wrong? And I'm like, just please meet me and take me and we'll go. So I run to the drugstore. I buy like I buy the opposite color, which is black. Right. I buy the darkest black that they had. <laughs> and we went Onyx. to her house. And I just like, I was like, I kept dyeing my hair black until it was, I was able to cover up as much of it as I could. And we were able to kind of fix it. But it's like that mistake is something that I. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. That's uh, my, my, I mean, my only, my only fashion regret was the era where I felt that it was very Gen X of me of like the, the need to have a collection of like. Dress, like trousers with dress shirts and because I never felt good wearing that but I felt like I had to because I was already graduated from college and I was like trying to be a professional sure. and I was I'm a career man and yeah. all that stuff and um, and I see pictures of me like wearing those clothes and I'm like I remember like I look at the pictures and I'm like that's that wasn't me and I feel bad for the old me like I feel bad for me in that moment because I know in that moment I, I I'm like I am this you know I'm, I'm I'm an intellectual but I'm also very artistic and I'm very creative and I'm like I and I remember wearing those clothes and like being like this is not you like you're such a piece of shit you know like you are being so untrue to yourself that that it, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? You're yeah. trying to be like all your friends and everyone's just, you know, out for the dollar, the rat race, the whole thing. And, you know, following that carrot on the hedonic treadmill, you know, just trying to achieve check, 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 you know, like what we talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. And 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 I can't believe I was that guy. And I'm so it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing to to go back and look at yourself and be like, damn, my biggest mistake was that I didn't live my true, I wasn't my true self, uh-huh. you know, for a long while. And you could see it in fast through fashion. Sure. You could see that. Like I'm looking at myself and I'm like, you, I remember like spending hundreds of dollars on like nice trousers and pants and dress shirts. And every time I would put it on, I'm like, 
You fucking piece of shit. This is not you. Take these clothes off. You're great either way. And like now and like now I go I go do like my my talks and my my seminars and my workshops. I go in jeans, sneakers and like a, a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. And if and it, the few times that anybody's ever been like, oh, we feel like you're a little dressed down. I'm like, listen, I do what I what I do comes from the heart and boca afuera, right? Like, so it's from it's what I say. It's about what I say and how I say it. What I'm wearing has nothing to do with my ability to do my work because I'm gonna walk into a room and inspire the shit out of these people. I and guess hundred percent of the time, I, that's exactly what I do. I think you it, know. I think what you're saying is true to an extent. Yes. I think it's understanding your audience. And if there's people that are coming to listen to you talk, I don't think they're coming to listen to you because of what you're wearing. Correct. But like, you know, there's, again, there's certain places that call for specific things that you have to wear. And that's just the way it is. Right. And don't know? get me wrong. I wear a nice shirt. It's just, I don't do the whole like ensemble, like the whole thing with like the loafers. You don't wear a suit. Right. I don't wear a suit. Right. Yeah. You know, I call it the Steve Jobs look, but not a little bit more cool. Not that cold turtleneck. Dude, you know, Steve look. Jobs was very stylistic in in the time when he was alive and doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that, that's. I mean, I that's what I do. That's just that's just me. He created you know? a look. Yeah, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me, yo. <laughs> my vans and in my vans. Do you wear your flamingo vans on stage? Uh, no, I haven't yet, but not for any particular reason. I'm just, I, I, I just need your help on that. Cause I don't know what it matches with anything, anything, anything really. Yeah. You things sure you don't want to take another look at them? There's things about, there's certain things that you can wear that are like what I consider statement pieces where it's like the detail on it is so ornate. There's so much going on. They're so busy. They're so loud. The color is so bright that you pair it with anything almost anything and it's going to stand out so what you want to usually what people end up doing is like like you, if your your uniform is a black t-shirt and jeans and with black t-shirt and jeans you can wear whatever shoe you want and that'll be the twist and that's it that's right. where the eye goes because right. if you're always wearing a black t-shirt and jeans it's like oh what's the shoe right the, the emphasis is on the shoe right so like you can wear like it's almost like people like ever since someone wear like a like all black and they wear like white shoes Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of the same vibe. Okay. And I love white shoes. Yeah. What would you say? Okay. Well, I have a couple questions. Okay. Number one, how do you feel about the new, the, the trend that came back for women on the high rise jeans, like the high waist, mm -hmm. the high waist look? Mm -hmm. How do you, what, 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 because that at first I had a hard time with it because it just reminded me of mom jeans <laughs> and that was always like a huge turnoff to me. Okay. You know, so I don't know, but I've, I've embraced it because it's everywhere now. So it's like, you just kind of like subconsciously kind of embrace it, you know, because you have to, but what do you think that was a good comeback? Yes, I do. You do. Why? I do. Because I think it allows for a different, um, silhouette of the body that is more complementary to the female figure. Okay. It draws the, the, it draws the eye up closer to the natural waistline where the woman is slimmest. Okay. Usually, the one, usually, like most people, above the hips. It's usually the the slimmest part of the woman's body is above the hips, and so the proportion of a natural, like a, you know, a natural proportion that we've been like conditioned to think as being aesthetically pleasing is where the shoulders and the hips match, and so you want to cinch the waist, and so by bringing by bringing the the waistline of the pant higher or the jean higher, it allows for that to happen. And does so that the, apply to guys too? Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, no, I mean, no. Most men are usually broader in the shoulder and their hips and their waist match, which is why men look like T's or like V's. Okay. And women have hourglasses. Uh, if you've heard like those terms used to describe. Yeah. Yeah. But what about guys that. It's why drag queens always pad their hips because your hips need to match your shoulders. Oh. In order for you to get the proportion and the the aesthetic of being female. So what about guys who struggle with 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 love handles? What about it? What what kind of jeans? How should they be wearing their jeans? However, I mean, you wear it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Like find a pair of jeans that fits your waistline, that fits your legs, that you're comfortable in wearing. Don't put on things that are not comfortable because if you do not feel comfortable in them and you're like sucking in your gut the whole night, then you're not going to be able to enjoy whatever the fuck you're doing. Right. So find the thing that you like that feels even in my heaviest when I was, you know, 30 when i was 300 plus pounds and i was wearing a size 44 or 46 pants i had clothes that i that i liked to wear because i because i wanted to be comfortable in my clothes so i found jeans that you you find a pair of jeans that you feel good in you find the t-shirt or the shirt that you feel good in and that's what you wear Okay. Okay. That's it. Like, like you, you you're in a, in a feeling listen if you don't feel good about your body because you're out of shape um a, an outfit is not going to change that mindset. You know, um, the only thing that's going to change that mindset is getting yourself, you know, physically fit and being able to like become healthier and your body will adapt naturally. But along the way, do not, I would encourage people to find those things that they feel like good about themselves. There's a general, like, generally speaking, I think when people are like, overweight or larger they have a tendency of wanting to cover themselves up sure and i think that's a mistake um for whatever reason like there's this like going back to like the to women for a second like there's this thing where like women always want to like cover their hips or like the sides of like their butt um with like a long t-shirt you know right and that all that ever does is make you look bigger. Like I know this because my sister was sending me like pictures. She's like, I hate the way I look. Um, I don't like this. And so I would be like, I would always tell her, I'm like, I'm not with you. So take a picture of yourself and what you're wearing so that I can understand. And then send me pictures of things that you like so I can see what we're, what we're talking about here. And everything that she was sending me that she didn't like was her covered up. And everything that she was sending me was like of people with like, not covered up right so and i was like okay well then listen here's what you need to do is like stop wearing like take that t-shirt and like literally tie a knot in it like make your slim out your waist like tie tie a knot in the side of your shirt and make your shirt like instead of it covering you down here tuck tuck your shirt in right nine times out of ten like i know people don't want to tuck their shirt in because they feel like whatever way about it but if you tuck in your shirt into something all of a sudden you'll like lose 10 pounds yeah, it's crazy. I, I do the what's it called the the what's it called the French tuck or some tuck where it's like I'll I'll tuck it in like I'll tuck it my the shirt front in only little, yeah and like the side front okay you know and and like uh, yeah L- Lauren's the one that got me into that yeah. and she's like this that looks good a couple things like uh, like on a sometimes men wear shirt sleeves short sleeve shirts but the shirt sleeve is a little longer yeah so I would encourage people to like roll it up because the more like the proportion of like where the shirt sleeve hits you on the bicep like if it's a little bit higher like it makes the arm look like nicer and like, sleeves gotta reach the bottom of the deltoid is what I always say right okay. right where it meets uh, the bicep I, right 
I usually like it. Like, like I don't right. know where there's like there's like a little bump. That yeah, where the tricep is here, yeah. and so like I that's usually where I stop it. Right, because I like for this part to show. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I do. That's what I always gauge. There's it. Like, something this, about this shirt I'm wearing right now is like too long for me. I like, would roll usually. it up. Yeah. I would just roll so it up. So that's that's this is not my usual, but yeah. I there's another trap that most guys get into is like if they feel like if they they tuck in their shirt they have to put on a belt and my I go tucked in beltless all the time and it doesn't it creates like a longer line of the body um, making you look slimmer at the waist making you look taller and if you put a belt around it it's like drawing like a giant like yeah, it cuts along the middle of your body where you don't want the eye to go so right. what would you say is the top the number one do not i know you're about how you feel and people can wear whatever uh, they want okay but what would be the number one please don't wear fill in the blank for woakas women of a certain age and moakas i would say never wear shorts to a formal event okay and so both <laughs> that's for both that goes for yeah. Moakas and Woakas. Yeah. All right. But are there specific pieces that you would say, okay, you're 45. Please just refrain from wearing. I don't know that I would do that, honestly. Yeah, because it, it, it would contradict no, your point. I, don't, it w- I wouldn't because I don't, I hate the idea of like. Limiting somebody? I don't like the idea of limiting people's options or choices. And I don't like being dictated by what's considered like traditional. Um, and so people who are like, oh, a guy should never wear a dress and a girl should never wear pants. Like, no, I don't agree with that. Right. I don't think everyone looks good in a dress and everyone looks good in pants, regardless of your gender. So there's that. Right. Um, but carry the one. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think like, is there something that I would tell somebody (laughs) like, no, I mean, no. No, you're right because no. because you know what? If oh, the person feels no, good no, wearing it, I have it. something. I have something. Okay. I have something. I have something. I would strongly discourage men to from wearing the Borat singlet. Okay. I don't care if you have the Damn, best. Damn, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Man, I was. That's like the, the one thing I love wearing. That Borat. <laughs> no one looks good in a Borat singlet. <laughs> oh, and generally speaking, I don't think guys look good in G-strings either. Okay. Yeah. Noted. All yeah. right. Um, and for women, anything? Uh, no. Maybe not la bata de casa, no. Then. Yeah, I wouldn't wear, like, I wouldn't go out in public in, like, your pajamas. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's very fair. You know what? And it's very liberating. I like the way that you explain it because it's true. I, I, I think that people, if people are confident in what they're wearing, they're going to pull it off regardless of age, body composition, <gasps> you know. Women should never uh, wear pigtails. Oh, and okay. But that's s- like, a, okay. That's I get not it. a clothing thing. That's right, just like a thing. Not, like, yeah. The, if you are a, if, you, yeah, if you're a grown us, woman, do not wear pigtails. Yeah, yeah no, please don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's something that's creepy. Weird? Yeah. Yeah. I'll you let you say it. Yeah. I'll let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, like. It's no. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Nope. Yeah. I got you on that. Do I, not. I, I totally, totally get you on that. Like you 12 max. Right. Yeah. So. Retire I, pigtails. I, in elemen- you graduate from yeah. elementary school. You graduated from mm-hmm. pigtails. The end. There you go. 
I um I've learned a lot in this episode. Thank you. It was. I, I, it was I learned light. a lot. Yeah, I, I I learned a lot, but I learned a lot because I we've been pen. It's you know, the fashion thing has been pending, and I'm glad we were able to kind of talk about like the 20 year cycle and like we even went back. I, I haven't talked about MySpace and probably since MySpace. It's a nostalgia. Episode, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, kind of, but also like informative with the fashion component because 2020 is right around the corner, and maybe it's like we can like start preparing like what kind of clothing is going to start. What are we going to start? seeing in the in in magazines in the stores and you know if we if we were to do like that y2k kind of boots for spring guys yeah the the accessory for 2020 spring 2020 is boots high boots low boots mid boots printed boots leather boots Anna Winter herself said it, so I'm there just you go. perpetuating. You're ca- are you calling it, or is this like no? A- she already called it. So she already it's, called it's it. Done. Okay, like it's being shown everywhere. It's boots. Okay, boots for spring. You, we should put some posts up on our Instagram pictures and stuff what of whatever we're talking about like different things different like like in reference to you know like what if somebody doesn't know well they should know but what like i don't know what doc martens are like you know put just kind of like a little slideshow on google it okay all right or google it (laughs) or google it George, the I'm not here to be a coach. I'm the one guy who's not here to be a coach. Google it. Right. Listen, I am. <laughs> I I do. It's I really do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's like it's. I love it as a form of self expression. Um, I find it fascinating and joyous, and I'm always watch. I'm not always watching, but I do usually catch a lot of the stuff that's happening. You know, presentations and runway shows and stuff, and with the internet now and the way that everything is so accessible now, the way in a way that it wasn't 20 years ago, just makes it even that much more fun for me. And let me. I have one more question. Yeah. One last question. So, how would you? If you like to help people with their fashion, what would be a piece of advice you would give to someone like me who struggles with that, like they have a distorted self-image of themselves? I would, the same way I did with you, I would say, is there a time in your life that you remember like wearing something that made you feel really good about yourself? Remember that time. What was it? What was that feeling that you had? And when, and, and you. And take that feeling with you to wherever you want to go or whatever you want to wear um, and find it again. Got it. I like that. Um, Because that it's the feeling. It's not like it's, you know, it's like it's not what you wear. It's how you wear it. Right. You know, and so making it look effortless. Correct. And so like and if there's and if you don't have if you have a hard time understanding that or you have a hard time like pairing things together because you just don't it's not within your wheelhouse. I'm Tech, you know, send me a DM. Okay. Like I will help. I have put to literally put together like image mood boards for people on the internet. It doesn't take me, takes me no time to do it. And nine, like literally I'm right now, I'm basically 10 for 10. All right. I have not failed. I don't. I love it. I don't fail. I love it. I and I'm fail. grateful for that. Yeah. So thank you for that. And thank you for the coffee and the sandwiches, plural, and the workout today and everything, man. I'm having a great time. You're welcome. Because <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> Just You're <kidding. laughs> very, very welcome. Uh, George and I decided that the enhancement of our friendship in 2019 is definitely on the top five of our 2019 oh, well, that was experiences. A really, I said top ten. You said top ten? Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it at top five. <laughs> I'm putting it at top five. So 
yeah so at the yeah. end of every year i usually i have in the past have done like a top 10 like things of the year that i'm like grateful for and it's like you know an awesome like an awesome new artist of music that like, i've really been introduced to or like an awesome experience or people or blah 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 blah. and yeah and you're you're in my top 10 top 10 so it's, it wasn't top five it was top 10 but i'm number one on the I top 10 so that's, that's i haven't put them in order yet but number one i think I'm, it's, one. I'm confident that you'd make the top five okay so we're going back to all right so i'm yeah. in the top five of the top 10 and george if, and for me i have a top five i don't have a top 10 and george is definitely on the top five wow yeah see that yeah so all right man so till next week where can they find our podcast oh um well moaka media so our instagram is at moaka media right and then i am carlos escanilla underscore lmhc and george i'm george i sanchez and our you can send us dms and also our email address is moacamedia at gmail.com and as always if you have enjoyed what you've heard and you're enjoying the episodes please go to itunes and give us a five-star rating we would be most grateful and like it subscribe to it like it subscribe it. The, all of it all of it all right because we have big things coming in 2020 and we're very excited and we're glad that you're a part of it with us so thank you thanks guys Bye. Bye.